Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to BGN Radio. Why would you listen to any other Eagles <laughs> podcast with John Stolmus and Brandon Lee Galvin? Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to BGN Radio. This is episode number 46. I'm John Stolnes from BleedingGreenNation.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolnes. Coming up, we got a lot to get to here on this episode of the podcast. The Eagles 2019 schedule is out. How hard is it? Is it easy? Is it hard? What do we have as far as wins and losses for 2019? We're going to break it all down. We're going to get into some draft talk and talk a little Carson Wentz contract in light of the contract signed by Russell Wilson this week. And joining me to do that, as he does every week, is the man behind BleedingGreenNation.com, Brandon Lee Gouton. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Gouton. BLG, my man, this draft needs to get here soon, buddy, because we need to talk about some we need some new life. You know, we need some we need some young kids on, on you know, here in the team and We've been talking about these college players for forever, and uh, you know, at least we have we have a, a schedule to divert our attention. But from one week from tonight, BLG, the Eagles will have made hopefully their first round draft pick, unless they screw us all and trade out of the first round. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. One week away from the 2019 NFL draft, we will see who the Eagles take in the first round, if anyone, and hopefully they do take someone. Exciting time, of course. At the same time, can't get here soon enough. You kind of said it well, John. We've seen every mock draft. We've seen every hypothetical situation. Um, we still have some more draft stuff to talk about in the show, unbelievably. I know. A- and especially because I think it, it reaches a point, too, where we start overthinking things because we all think some things are going to go a certain way. But then enough time lingers where it's like, well, actually, this thing that we all thought was pretty certain suddenly may not happen at all. Like we start to overthink it because there's too much time. There's just always too much time for the draft. So that's the time we're in. But with that said, at least we have the 2019 NFL schedule here to distract us a little bit or at the very least (laughs) give us something else to talk about. Yeah, this is always one of the favorites of sports talk radio hosts. Every time the NFL releases its schedule and you get a look at the the order in which you're going to play, you get to take a look at the, the nationally televised games where you're going to play on Sunday night or Monday night or, you know, those rare occasions where you got to play that Thursday night game that nobody seems to ever want to play. But uh, you're right, we did get the schedule and um, we're going to go through it here over the next uh, few minutes or so. Uh, we'll give you the wins and losses uh, week by week, at least as as we can see it right now. And I think what's interesting about this schedule, BLG, is that there's ways you can look at this and say that it's a really hard schedule. And I know I've seen some people say that it's it's a really easy schedule. I, according to at Sharp Football, uh, it's the third easiest schedule in the league. But to me, it doesn't feel that way. It, it, this feels like a, a difficult schedule. And, and before we get into things game by game and, uh, and, and week by week, 
Just generally speaking, how do you feel about the schedule? Is it a good one for the Eagles, or is it a schedule where there's just a little bit too much that could challenge this football team this year? Yeah, so to go off that Warren Sharp thing, to be clear here, he is doing that off of 2019 projected win totals for the teams, as opposed to regular quote-unquote strength of schedule is determined by the teams, how they finished last year, You know, which isn't really always the best barometer of what a team is going to do like the next year because there's just so much turnover you know win totals historically are probably more useful you know in terms of the betting lines and all that because vegas probably has a better read on what a team might be doing the next season as opposed to how they were last year so um that's kind of where that warren sharp number comes in and it doesn't account for the order of games and things like that so you kind of have to consider that too this is just counting you know the total opponents on paper based on those win totals so yeah i don't think it's quite the third easiest when you consider the some of the disadvantages that are built into the schedule that we'll talk about such as being the only team in the nfl that has to play three straight road games now the buccaneers have to play like four or five games that like not at home in a row but like one of those games is a london game it's a neutral game, so it's not technically a, a true road game. Uh, only The Eagles only have three true road games. But I, I put up a list of the pros and cons of the Eagles 2019 schedule up on BleedingGreenNation.com. You should definitely go check that out if you haven't already. And I put a poll at the bottom. Uh, I asked the gentle listeners, as Michael Kiss calls them, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Eagles schedule? I listed three options. It's good, meh, and it's bad. And 34% said it's good. 13% said it's bad and 54% said meh so I guess that's kind of where I'm at too I'm kind of just meh it's like it's in the middle I think there's some things that do favor them I think there are some inconvenient parts of the schedule that's kind of boring this isn't the strongest take ever but I think that's just kind of where it is I think it's kind of just in the middle in terms of the structure of everything I think it could be worse you know I look back to when the Eagles had to travel out to the west coast in the past year uh, I look back to when the Eagles in 2016 had that ridiculous schedule where they played uh, or they had a, a bye in week four, which was so stupid. And then they had to play like three teams or four teams in a row coming off of like buys. And, and then there was like a team there that was coming off a Thursday night football game, too. Like that was way ridiculous, yeah. way more ridiculous yeah. to me. And they don't have that quite on this schedule. So um, although they do play ultimately three teams coming off buys, so that's not excellent but um yeah so kind of back and forth there's some pros you can find some things that you do like you can find some things that you don't like it could be worse yeah i mean one of some of the good things are that it it features games against just five teams that made the playoffs last year so that's a good thing the end the end of the year schedule looks like it's pretty nice they get a lot of home games late in the season but like you mentioned they they only get three home games through the month of october those three road games in a row we'll get to in just a minute are that's that's quite a crucible to ask a team to play for. They do get another Thursday night road game this year, while the Cowboys, as we've talked about before, once again, don't have any Thursday night road oh, so games ridiculous. this season. <laughs> I know. Um, we'll get into that more in just a second. Uh, there was some speculation that the Eagles might play on Thanksgiving this year, but as it turns out, they will not be playing on Thanksgiving. They do get five primetime games. Uh, and as uh, Shil Kapadia from The Athletic noted, the Eagles, one of the good things is they get on a plane just once after October 27th, and, and that will be nice to not have to do any long travel uh, in November and December, basically the last half of the season. So I, I think, you know, as I look at this, 
I, I look at the schedule whenever it's released, and it's fun to kind of go through the wins and losses. It's a fun thing to do. I, I, I get why we do it, and I get why sports radio does it, but it really is kind of a fool's errand to predict a record right now based on a schedule released in April before the draft. I mean, we I think we have a fairly good idea of the rosters of these different teams, but ju- every year there are teams that you enter the season thinking they're going to be lousy, and they turn out being good, and there are teams that you think are going to be good that turn out to be lousy. I mean, there's these games where you look at it and you say, man, I don't know how they're going to win that game. And then that team ends up winning six games that season. You know, I look at last year's uh, Buccaneers and Titans games, and they looked like easy wins at the start of the season. They turned out to be losses. And then the Jaguars went to the AFC title game, but they turned out not to be really all that much of a threat when they played the Eagles in London. And uh, the Rams game looked like an impossibility, and that was a tough game. The Rams ended up going to the Super Bowl. That's not an example of a team we thought would be good ended up being bad, but the Eagles ended up winning that game, a game that looked like a a sure loss, especially late in the season once Carson Wentz went out. So again, as we go through this week by week, we're just kind of doing this for fun. We can take an educated guess on these wins and losses, but BLG, this is, this is far from an exact science. You know, these teams that we think are going to be good oftentimes don't end up being good. And so, you know, looking at the strength of schedule, the things we look at, I think, are travel, road games, you know, uh, short weeks, that kind of thing. That, to me, is is what I look for when I'm trying to figure out, is this a tough schedule or is this an easy schedule? And to me, I think this is a hard schedule. I don't think this is a meh schedule. I, I think this is hard. And we'll go through it week by week, but this is um, there are some definite challenges in here. Like you mentioned, they they play three teams coming off a bye. Um, they get just three home games through the fir- through the first two months of the season. I I, I feel like we're looking at an e- a, a fairly easy start over the first few weeks of the season, but then a really rough middle that could p- get everybody in Philadelphia pretty panicked midway through the season. And then I and then I see kind of a, a a blitz to the to the finish line late in the season and and I think the middle of the season BLG is going to make everybody a little bit nervous in town. Yeah, John, I totally disagree with you in terms of this isn't an exact science. I mean, you can take these predictions of mine to the bank. You know, to I was the, the one I was the one who said you know <laughs> that the Eagles were going to lose on a missed Cody Parkey field goal. You uh, did say that, uh, yes, yeah. you did. And I brought up the Michael Bennett trade the night before it happened. So clearly. Yep. I know everything that's, I mean, it says it in the intro of this podcast. Why would you listen to any other Eagles podcast? All the answers are here. So right here. definitely take all of my predictions and hold me to those. And then if you actually <laughs> try to do that, I will be nowhere to be found. So don't actually do that. But for now, I will say that with complete confidence that I know what's going to happen this year. But yeah, so I, I did my prediction here for the 2000. 19 Eagles schedule, as I always do on BleedingGreenNation.com, John. Why don't we just start it off week one? Um, yeah, let's do it. I really, really like playing a divisional opponent in week one. Like, I don't Me remember too. if I was saying this before. I, I was saying it to someone. I don't know who it was, but I was saying it. I just love the opportunity to start off with a division win. Uh, to me, it's so lame by comparison to start off with like an AFC team because like that game doesn't really even matter in terms of the playoff tiebreakers or standings or anything. And I know it's early in the season. I'm just saying, ultimately, I just love that a lot. The Eagles did it in 2017, obviously, it was, and it was Washington that they beat to open that season. It just it sets a tone. Like if you can win that game, if you can get the season off on a, a good foot, I just really like that. And when I look at this Washington team, I don't think they're a total pushover. Like, I think they have some talent on their roster. We always talk about how they're pretty decent in the trenches on both sides of the ball. You know, I don't think this is like a three or four win team. Like, I think they're maybe more of like a six or seven or or if things really go right, maybe eight or nine win team. 
But ultimately, I mean, this is Case Keenum we're talking about. And the last time he came to the link, did not go so well for him. And I have to imagine that this won't be the best start for him either in 2019. I think the Eagles are going to be juiced up for this game. The crowd is going to be ready to go. Uh, and I think the Eagles start off their season with a win. Yeah, and we remember the last time the Eagles started off their season, week one against the Washington Redskins, 2017. Carson Wentz had that terrific start to the season, and uh, the Eagles never looked back from there. I agree with you. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, who we thought the ideal week one opponent would be, and I was talking about wanting to play a divisional opponent that I thought the Eagles had a really good chance of beating. I mentioned the New York Giants. I thought that would be a great opponent. And I think you mentioned the Washington Redskins. You know, you talk about you being the most prescient Eagles podcaster, blogger, writer in the city. I mean, that just goes to show you had your finger on where this was going. And I agree with you. I I, I, th- I think playing a divisional opponent and, and playing at home in week one, too, I think is I, I much prefer playing at home in week one. I know you burn a, a home game first thing, you know, first thing out of the box, but it's just everybody feels better when you start off one and oh compared to oh and one. No one no one season is over when it when you're oh and one. But when you start off one and oh, everybody just kind of relaxes a little bit. You know, there's there you start off the, the you know, there's all this anticipation for for opening week and comes along and you lose that first game and you've just kind of sets the whole thing off in a, in a in a bad direction and so this should be an easy win for the eagles at home against against washington you're right case keenum last time he came to lincoln financial field things did not go very well for him obviously it's two years later but i was listening to uh, uh the fan here in washington dc the uh, uh earlier this morning actually when they were they were doing their wins and losses looking at the redskins schedule and just about everybody on the radio was thinking six and ten seven and nine and this is these are the washington dc broadcasters so there's not a lot of optimism that washington's going to have a good season here in the nation's capital so i agree with you i think um you're calling for a win opening week i'm calling for a win opening week uh, on a one o'clock game sunday september 8th the eagles start off their season one and oh against the washington redskins week two blg at the atlanta falcons now this is going to be a sunday night game uh on september 15th uh, this is obviously a game where the Falcons are looking for some revenge, uh, having lost in the NFC Divisional round two years ago, and then in the first week of the season, both on dramatic goal line stands by the Eagles with time running out in the game. You know the Falcons are going to want this game at home, the Eagles on the road. What do you think about week two? Do the Eagles pull this one off? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one in terms of just the environment. You know, the Falcons, they have that new stadium down there. Um, they're going to have the energy. Not only did the Eagles beat them their last two meetings, but also even back in 2016 when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl that year and uh, the Eagles beat the Falcons at home. And again, all those three games at home. So this will be a different beast. You're on the road down there in Atlanta. But something about the Falcons to me, just they don't strike fear in my heart completely. And I think part of that is Matt Ryan just not looking like overly threatening in these games because look at it like has he been really good in these games against the Eagles no he hasn't and part of that is because Jim Schwartz's defense has done a relatively good job of containing Julio Jones now they don't absolutely shut him down it's not like he has two receptions for 14 yards or something he still kind of gets his but he does it in a way that doesn't absolutely kill the defense like he's not just shredding the defense all game long over the top You know, they've done a good job for the most part of keeping him out of the end zone ultimately. So uh, I think whatever it is about Jim Forge's defense in that matchup, you know, I've seen enough there to know he kind of does a good, good job with that. 
And I have confidence that, you know, they can go down there into Atlanta, although they are 0-2 in their last two games in Atlanta. I think it's a game that comes down to the wire ultimately. That's how it's been the past couple times when they played the Falcons. But I think the Eagles will win again. Um, I just, better coach to me, Doug Peterson over Dan Quinn, better quarterback Carson Wentz over Matt Ryan. I'm not really like super, super scared of the Falcons. Uh, I think they're a decent team, but I think the Eagles will beat them. The Eagles roll to 2-0. and I'm going to go the other way on this one, BLG. I, I think this is an early season loss for the Eagles, um, for just because I think playing in Atlanta in the stadium, like you just mentioned, a new stadium, it is going to be pretty hyped there. I remember some early season games in recent seasons where the Eagles uh, started off the year down in Atlanta and had a, had a tough time. Um, you're right. The Eagles have played Matt Ryan very well the last few times uh, they've, they've taken on the Falcons, but uh, all those games were on the road. And I, I think it's going to be a tougher task for the Eagles uh, in Atlanta, in the dome uh, on Sunday night football. I just, uh, this, this game, this game feels like a loss to me. And so I feel like um, I got to give the, the Eagles their first L of the season here. And I, I have them going one and one um, through the through the first two weeks of the season. Just see, it feels like the Falcons have been so close to beating the Eagles these last two seasons. Like one play, one play at the end of the game. It feels like it feels like the Falcons might be due uh, for a little payback here uh, in week two next year. So I, I, I have the uh, the Falcons uh, beating the Eagles in week two. Uh, the Eagles now sitting at one and one as we move to week three against the Detroit Lions at Lincoln Financial Field. This is a, a Sunday afternoon game at uh, one o'clock BLG. I feel like both of us have uh, the, the Eagles winning this game pretty comfortably. But what, what are your thoughts on the Lions? The last time the Eagles played a Matt Patricia defense, they dropped 41 points on him. <laughs> um, I, I feel pretty good about the Eagles crushing the Lions in this game. I usually, you know, I don't always have this knack for just like, oh, they're going to blow this team out because it just feels too unpredictable. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I don't look at Matt Patricia and think of much there. And that Lions team as a whole, I just, I'm not seeing why I should have a ton of respect for that team. And especially if the Eagles do lose that game in Atlanta, I think they're hungry to come back home and get that win. I'm going to take the Eagles to win uh, comfortably. This is the first time, by the way, the Lions are coming back to Philly since that snow game in 2013, which was just crazy looking back at it. I mean, I remember being there at the link. It was my first season covering uh, the Eagles officially for BGN and being in the press box there. And I remember just not being able to see the field, like not not exaggerating. Like I couldn't <laughs> see, especially because they were on the far end yeah. of the field. And I was just like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know <laughs> what you want me to do here. I definitely think Jim Schwartz will be motivated in this one a little bit extra. I, I, I think back to when um, the year after he got fired, he was with the Bills in 2014 and the Bills went back to Detroit and they beat the Lions and Jim Schwartz's players carried him off the field there was some talk that yeah yeah, there was some different talk that like he had them do that or they just wanted to do that for him i'm pretty sure he wanted them to do that for him but uh (laughs) i still think he even though it's been like a couple years now i still think he has a little bit of bitterness in him about that and i think he would love to be his former team yeah, I don't think there's a lot of analysis uh, more than what you just said uh, needed for, for this game. I, I'm not a Matthew Stafford guy. Seems like a guy who has all the talent in the world and everybody talks about him. He's got a big contract, but he has never won a damn thing. 
Yeah, this is just not a team that that really feels like it's a threat coming into the season. And so I have the Eagles winning this one easily too, moving to two and one on the season. So you've got the Eagles at three and oh, I've got them at two and one as we head into week four at the Green Bay Packers. Lambeau Field, again, this is going to be another Sunday night football. Uh, no, pardon me, this is Thursday night football. So uh, they, get the, they get the Packers here on a short week. This is a hell of a Thursday night game. Uh, the Eagles going into Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, BLG, this is a tough task, uh, getting a short week, going to Green Bay, having to come up with a game plan to beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, what do you think about this one? This is the game to me that is the automatic loss on the Eagles schedule. It feels like there's always one. Um, I think back to the Saints game in the regular season last year. I think back to the Seahawks game, really either 2017 or 2016. It's It's tough. I know the Packers haven't been as great in recent years, and some people think they're overrated. But guess what, guys? Like Mike McCarthy's gone now, and I don't know if Matt Lafleur is a better coach. I don't know if he's any good at all. But I'm pretty sure there's a chance he's going to be better than Mike McCarthy was. And you know the fact that this is Aaron Rodgers here, it's at Lambeau, and the Eagles are traveling on a short week. Like not only is it hard enough that you have to go into that environment and win, but you're doing it on a short week, you know, short rest. And I know it's the same amount of rest for the Packers, but they don't have to travel, so that's tough. I guess you could argue maybe that's a good thing that the Eagles are playing this game on Thursday Night Football if they're going to have a disadvantage because. Like, if this is going to be a game they're probably going to lose anyway, then you might as well just take that disadvantage in there if that's, you can, like, if you want to look at it that way. But, um, yeah. I'd love to be wrong. I mean, I think it would be a huge statement for Carson Wentz to go in there into Lambeau and come out with a win. And I do think it'll be interesting, by the way, that game to see how many Carson Wentz fans there are there, you know, just because of being up in that region a little bit closer to the North Dakota State University territory. So that'll be a kind of, fun little subplot I guess leading up to that week but yeah I mean to me this just kind of feels like as close as you can get to an automatic loss so Eagles drop their first game of the season they go to three and one this was one of the I wrote a piece for Bleeding Green Nation uh, that came out on Thursday about I was talking about the five games that I most want to see this year and this was one of uh one of the five games that I most want to see because uh, this might be one of the last times the Eagles get to play Aaron Rodgers. And we want the Eagles to, to win as many of these games as possible. So obviously not playing Aaron Rodgers gives you a better chance of winning uh, most of the time. But uh, watching Aaron Rodgers play is still something special. And if the Eagles can pull off a victory here, if Carson Wentz can somehow have a big game at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers, and this team can pull off a win in in this particular spot, that's when I know I think you'll you'll see this team as something really really special. Um, this would be a, obviously be a statement game because uh, you're right, everything is against the Eagles in this game. They, there's no way they should go into Lambeau Field on a short week. And, lo- and win this football game. And I'm not going to pick them to win this football game either because I think you'd, you'd just be a, a pie-in-the-sky optimist using no logic whatsoever if you pick the Eagles to win this football game. But, but I'm just... This is one of those games where I'm, I'm really anxious to see if they, can, if they can do it, if they can pull it off, then I think we're in for something really, really special this year. But that losing the game doesn't mean they're not in for something special. I just think... Uh, it would be an unbelievable character win in order to to go into Lambeau on a short week and pull it off. I don't think they'll do it, and I think they'll fall to two and two after the first month of the season. Uh, moving to Week Five uh, versus the New York Jets at home on a one o'clock uh, Sunday afternoon game. Uh, BLG, I think we both feel like this would be a victory, correct? Yes. Uh, the fun fact: the Eagles are ten and zero all time against the Jets. They've never lost to the New York Jets. Is that right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I feel like people don't know yeah. that. Yeah. So if you have any Jets fans, friends, 
either you, John, or anyone out there, you can always kind of just use that against them. Like, hey, you've never beaten us. Be quiet. Um, <laughs> I, I like that one. And, are there uh, Jets fans, though, BLG? Are there. there Jets fans? There are somewhere. they? Okay. Um, I know some. I mean, they're much more tolerable than Giants fans, you know, obviously. Well, for sure. But um, that's just, I, I've never met one. That's. I mean, they're certainly tolerable because I've never met one. But you're right. I, if they're out there, then that's great. I have nothing against the Jets. I've just never met a Jets fan. And honestly. the Jets are kind of my AFC team, just in the sense that, you know, they have Sam Darnold and I want him to do well, just despite the Giants. So, you know, we should, <laughs> right. we should want to be rooting for the Jets, except in week five obviously when they'll be playing the eagles and uh yeah i mean the jets you know you would think maybe sam darnold takes a step forward to some extent i think he could be good in the long term but um you know he's still probably going through some growing pains a little bit the jets have Le'Veon bell so that should help their offense they still have robbie anderson who kind of scares me obviously the eagles wanted to trade with him as a deep threat so maybe they kind of give the eagles a scare here but ultimately you know just being at home and eagles just kind of being more of a seasoned team as a whole, and Adam Gase not really being, to me, the most threatening coach out there. Uh, I like the Eagles to win this game after losing in Green Bay, and that's another advantage the Eagles have in this game, to, to come off that Thursday night game and to have a little bit of extra rest going into this game against the Jets. So I will take the Eagles to win and advance to 4-1. and one. Yep, I agree with you, and I have the Eagles advancing to 3-2 and two after beating the Jets here. Week 6 at the Minnesota Vikings. This is another <laughs> one of my five games this year that I can't wait to see. Oh, I'm sure. Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern time start. I wonder if this game will get flexed uh, depending on how these teams are doing, but this is going to be great. The Eagles are going to be going back to Minnesota for the first time since Super Bowl 52 when the entire city turned out to root against the Eagles and then Philadelphia went out and won the Super Bowl. The Eagles and the and the, and the city of Philadelphia are renting space inside Minnesotans' heads, BLG, and what a thrill it would be to go into Minnesota, beat Kirk Cousins once again, and win a game, rip their hearts out once again after after doing so. The, the Vikings beat the Eagles last year. Does it even feel like though, that they won that game after what happened at the end of the season with the Bears and missing the playoffs. It's just, it's what's going on with the Philadelphia-Minnesota mentality right now is just, it's way too much fun. This game should be a blast, but what do you think of it? The Vikings could be a tough team. Is this a, is this a game the Eagles go into Minnesota and pull out? They do, John. Um, that was such a hollow win for the Vikings last year. Like, <laughs> they didn't even play that well. And that, and that game, even though the Eagles didn't play well either, like it ultimately ended up being close too. I remember the Eagles actually even recovered an onside or very close to almost, they didn't actually recover it. They almost recovered an onside kick late in that game. Um, they almost came back to win that thing. I mean, really, when you look at the whole picture, the Eagles have basically been holding like a dunk contest over the collective heads of Minnesota <laughs> um, over the past couple of years here. I mean, just you look at it like down the line, like getting a Rick Spielman to give the, uh, the Eagles a first round draft pick for Sam Bradford and then taking Derek Barnett and then Derek Barnett forcing a fumble in the NFC championship game. And then the Eagles just blowing out the Vikings 38 to seven in the NFC championship game. Oh, obviously this past season, you know, where they just they lose them in week five, but who cares? They, then they ultimately yeah. make the playoffs with the Vikings choking down the stretch. And a big reason why the Vikings choked down the stretch is because Kirk Cousins had to play a good team in the final week of the season, he had to play the Bears. And guess what happens when Kirk Cousins plays good teams? He does. I'm, I'm off Kirk Cousins, by the way, BLG. I'll just, well, just so you're aware. I think you need I'm to stay Kirk with him Cousins. so he continues to be bad. I think he kind of <laughs> just going to have to ride it and kind of ride the jinx. But he is 4-23 and 23 against teams that finish the season ultimately with nine wins. Again, 
four and 23. Kirk Cousins doesn't beat good teams. That might be hot takey. It might be not be the most scientific thing ever, but to me, it matches the eye test. When you see him play, he's just a jabroni. He is not going to beat this Eagles team if they're a good team, and that's the thing. I think the Eagles are going to be a good team this year, and therefore, Kirk Cousins will not beat them five and one. And I have the Eagles going into Minnesota and winning as well, because you're right. I think the Eagles have a, a very, very good roster. I, I And Kirk Cousins is, is not a good quarterback against good football teams, although Cousins has had success against the Eagles throughout his career, but not so much recently. And, uh, you know, with with Minnesota here, it's, I'm still not sure how good a team the Vikings are going to be this year. It's they have some they have a lot of talent on that team. They got to the NFC title game two years ago. They really should have made the playoffs last year. They should have beaten the Bears in the final week of the season. But thankfully, again, Cousins choked that game away. It'd be too perfect for the Eagles to go into Minnesota and win that football game. I think the Eagles are a better team. I think they'll go in there and take care of business. And I have the Eagles moving to 4-2 and two after beating the Vikings uh, on that Sunday afternoon game. Uh, week 7 at the Dallas Cowboys. This is another Sunday night football game, 8-20 Eastern time uh, in Texas. BLG, I would love for the Eagles to sweep Dallas this year, but... The Cowboys just give this team problems. Their defense gives the offense problems. And the Eagles just, they played um, they, they played the, the Cowboys tight in Dallas last year. Not so much in the game at home. And I think the Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys. But let's be honest, the Cowboys are the defending division champs. And they played the Eagles really, really well last season. So how do you feel about this game? Eagles going into Dallas on Sunday night to take on the Cowboys, and you have them at 5-1 and one here at this point. Yeah, I think the Eagles can sweep the Cowboys this year. Like, I think they're capable of doing it, for sure. But I guess I just I can't do it, right? I, it's hard for me to do that. The, the Cowboys clearly did give the Eagles trouble last year. Although, come on, let's be real. The Eagles should have won that second game in Dallas. I mean, it all goes back to oh, yeah. that freaking – I was, like, thinking about that today, earlier today. And I, I like, relitigated the whole thing to myself out loud. <laughs> I was like – he it was a clear recovery. Like, he was he, – there was five people yeah. on the ball. Like it, this is, it's just like it blows my mind. It's like me saying to you, John, right now. Like, there's no evidence. I'm podcasting with you right now. There's just no. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm <laughs> saying words to you. We're just, like, we're talking. We're having a conversation. Um, it's happening. So, it's a fact of life. Yeah, it, yeah. It just defies reality. So very frustrated about that. And I feel like it'll be some kind of BS thing again. Not necessarily saying it'll be the refs, but just some kind of like you know another close game against the Cowboys where maybe the Eagles just get like a bad bounce somewhere and it'll just be frustrating. And unfortunately that's what I have the Eagles doing ultimately is losing uh, to Dallas in Arlington in week seven on Sunday night football. It'll be frustrating, but the Eagles will be five and two. It won't be all bad, but it'll be pretty bad. Yeah, that'll be a bummer because I have them losing this game as well because I don't have them sweeping the Cowboys. And uh, just as a uh, preview, I have them beating Dallas at, at home later in the season. So I, I think you're right. I think I think they go into Dallas. They they lose that football game. Like you said, they are capable of going in there and beating Dak. If Dak Prescott played well against the Eagles, uh, it, it, well, no, he didn't. He, he kept played, the Eagles in the game last year. Yeah, like, he did keep the Eagles in the game. That was yeah. one of the stupidest <laughs> things to come out of that game. was like, yeah. oh, I wish we had Dak Prescott. He wins. Like, what are you talking about? He kept, if, yeah. the, if, the, if the Cowboys had a good quarterback an actually good quarterback in that game last year the second Eagles Cowboys game Cowboys were won by like 30. Yeah you know what's frustrating about the about the game in Dallas was that the Cowboys just had the ball the entire game some of those drives especially the one in overtime was 
was ridiculous how long Dallas was able to hold on to the football and, and the Eagles had no answer for it. They just they could not get Dallas to give up the football in that game. So uh, the Eagles have some work to do against the Cowboys and I agree with you. I think they'll lose this game. I think they'll fall to four and three at this point in the season. And then um, we'll this is our last game before we'll take a break. Week eight at the Buffalo Bills. This is the third straight week. The Eagles are on the road. They went to Minnesota, they went to Dallas, and now they are in Buffalo. Now, thankfully, this is not playing in Buffalo in late November or December. So the temperature gauge should be above negative 35 degrees. But playing in Buffalo, this is a Sunday afternoon game, a 1 o'clock game uh, in late October, third road game in a row. The Bills, they have some talent on this team. Of all of the teams on the schedule that did not have a good year last year but I think could could jump up and, and be a really tough opponent for the Eagles, I think Buffalo is one of those teams, BLG. What do you think about this game and going into Buffalo, taking on the Bills' third straight road game? You just said it right there, third straight road game. That's not easy in the NFL. Um, I was looking at an old post from Niners Nation, SB Nation's 49ers blog that was in October 2017, so it hasn't been fully updated, but you get the gist here. It showed that teams were 35 and 69 straight up in um, their third road game over the last decade. So it's just, it's not easy. It's pretty tough. Remember the Eagles, I think, had to do that in two, a couple years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but um, it's just not easy, is the point. Uh, it, it's pretty tough to go do that and win. And to play in Buffalo, like they have a pretty rowdy, you know, environment up there. It's not like the easiest place to play. Those fans are jumping through tables literally before the game. Like they, they get pretty hyped <laughs> up up there. I think Sean, Mc, uh, Sean McDermott is going to have juice for this game. You know, the Eagles scapegoated him way back when. I, I think he's going to want to win this game pretty badly. This is going to be a game where, you know, we've seen mobile quarterbacks kind of hurt the Eagles in the past here. You know, Josh Allen. For as much as he struggles as a pastor, and boy, does he really struggle at times. I mean, the, the guy can run. Like, he can run all around. So I think he's just going to be uh, a menace for the Eagles in that game, kind of just running over people, jumping over people. And I think it'll be a frustrating loss in Buffalo. I think some people kind of calling it a trap game. To me, it's not like a trap. Like, you're, it's, or at least if it is, it's a pretty obvious one. It's not like a sneaky trap. Like, it's the third straight game on the road. Like, that's, that's just tough. Yeah. Uh, and Buffalo, by the way, they had the second overall defense in terms of DVOA last year. Like They have a good defense. Their offense mm. stinks and it lacks talent, but their defense is pretty good. So I could just see that being a tough day for the Eagles ultimately, and I will have them losing that game. So that's two losses in a row as they drop to five and three. I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game here, BLG. I just think, like you said, Josh Allen is not a very good passer. Uh, the Eagles do struggle with with running quarterbacks, but it's a, this is a situation where, you know, I know it's third road game in a row, but I think if they lose at Dallas, uh, I think they're going to be hungry for victory there. I think they're going to be, they're a better football team than the Bills. They they just, I, I think they'll go into to Buffalo and, and handle business there. That would be a gut check game for the Eagles and uh, get looking forward to coming home. And that way I can see it being a trap game especially if they i'll say this if they manage to win the game in dallas i think the buffalo game is a loss but if they lose in dallas i think they win the buffalo game and since i'm calling i'm predicting them to lose in dallas i'll predict that they win the buffalo game so at the end of week eight i'll have them at five and three as well and uh when we come back we're gonna take the second half of the schedule and break it all down and uh finish up with our picks and um, let you know what we think the eagles final record will be so we'll take care of all that business coming up right here on bgn radio and we're back on BGN Radio. We're going through the Eagles schedule. We're halfway through, and uh, BLG both have the Eagles at 5-3 and three through eight weeks of the season. We both took a little bit different routes to get here. 
Um, as we've been doing this, I kind of prefer BLG's route to, to mine. I think <laughs> BLG has facts at his disposal. Um, but uh, I think at this point in the season, we're both on the same page. We're looking at a 5-3 and three football team as they enter Week 9. Having just played three road games in a row, the Eagles are now going to get three home games in a row. By the way, the Eagles getting these three road games in a row, BLG, because schedule makers were concerned that the Phillies might Thanks make lot, the postseason. John. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But now they really need to make the postseason, make this all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so the pressure's now the pressure's on Philly. So you got to make the playoffs just so you don't piss off the Eagles fans. So yeah, after three straight road games because of concerns the Phillies might make the playoffs, the Eagles will now get three home games in a row. And the first of them uh, will be against the Chicago Bears, the team the Eagles beat in the wild card round uh, last year. The, the the Bears will be looking for some revenge. Uh, Matt Nagy will be coming into Philadelphia looking to get a little uh, get back at his uh, buddy Doug Peterson uh, on the other side of the field. It's a Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game. Um, how do you see this one shaking out? The Bears are going to be hungry for revenge after that loss in the playoffs last year. Unfortunately for the Eagles, no Cody Parkey here to help them out. Revenge goes both ways, though. You know, I think Alshon still kind of likes to do well against the Bears. I think Jordan Howard will be motivated to play well against this former team here. I don't think the Bears get the revenge. I think Chicago was worse off after losing Vic Fangio. I know they got Chuck Pagano, but I think Vic Fangio is arguably, if not the best defensive coordinator. He's one of them. And so I think losing him hurts. Defense over the year to year isn't as sticky in terms of um, sustaining that success as offense is. So I think you could see a little bit of a drop off. I know the Bears still have a lot of defensive talent, but still, I just think losing Vic Fangio hurts them. The biggest thing, I guess, really, is that Mitchell Trubisky does not scare anyone, right? I mean, why? what are we exactly to be scared of here? I mean, I think he can be fine. Like, he can be not horrible. And clearly, that was the case for parts of last year and you know, ultimately he even drove the bears into position to potentially beat the eagles if cody parkey doesn't miss that field goal but like he wasn't anything great in that game by any means and he was really bad in the first half especially so with trubisky there at quarterback and the eagles having this game at home and having just lost to buffalo in my situation and dallas so they're coming off a two-game losing streak there i think the eagles are going to right the ship they're going to beat the bears at home and advance to six and three before the bye I agree. I think they'll come home, and I think the Mitch Trubisky will struggle in in, in Philadelphia. A um, little bit of a different story playing at home uh, as opposed to playing in Philly. Um, he did make a couple of key throws, especially late in the game on that final drive right before the double doink, and that, that was kind of impressive. But, you know, he doesn't strike me as a guy who is necessarily going to be an elite-level quarterback at this league. And, you know, really so much of this season is going to come down to how well Carson Wentz plays. But I think this is going to be one of those games where Chicago comes in. I think the Bears are a good football team, but this is a game I think the Eagles will win pretty comfortably coming back home, finally coming back home after three three weeks on the road. And uh, Eagles fans should be fired up, so I have the Eagles moving to six and three here as well the eagles get their bye week in week 10 which is a much more reasonable time to have a bye week the they're going to need it at this point and um they then take on the new england patriots in week 11 so they get to take on bill belichick and the patriots with an extra week of rest and an extra week of practice so hopefully hopefully that'll mean uh, most of the team is rested injuries have had a chance to heal and uh, they'll be able to to take on tom brady here at lincoln financial field uh, for a 425 eastern time game on on uh, CBS, a Sunday afternoon game. Um, this is one of my games, obviously, this is one of my, my games to watch for this year, and 
A rematch of Super Bowl 52, BLG. Do the Eagles pull it off again against New England, the defending Super Bowl champions? Uh, yes. Yeah, so before I get into that, I just want to say, you know, week 10 bye is solid, you know, much better than that weird week four by the Eagles had in 2016. So goodbye week or fine enough by week. Uh, uh, man, Patriots game. Uh, I want to pick the Eagles to win. I mean, how could I not when I know Doug Peterson can outcoach Bill Belichick? But, you know, the Patriots are really going to want this game, I feel like. like and that's going to be a thing leading up into this game is about how they're going to just be like, oh, this is just another game. The Super Bowl doesn't, you know, matter to us. Like that's in the past. That's such a lie. <laughs> they totally want this game. Um, we saw in the preseason last year. I felt like they were like, you know, going a little bit extra hard in the preseason just because they were still bitter about the Super Bowl. And uh, worth noting that the Patriots have their bye before this game as well. And I should also note that um, earlier I forgot that the Jets have their bye before they play the Eagles. Although, again, the Eagles have that. Thursday night games so that kind of offsets that a little bit. So yeah, both teams coming off their bye in this game, Patriots and the Eagles. It'll be tough. I mean, the pressure's on Carson Wentz in this game, obviously, right? This is where, you know, everyone's going to measure him up to Nick Foles, fair or not. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Because if Carson Wentz doesn't beat him, it'll be like, oh, well, you know, Nick Foles could beat the Patriots, but Carson Wentz can't. So pressure's going to be on. I don't think Tom Brady has ever lost at the link, if I'm not mistaken. It no, would be he a hasn't. First. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously he hasn't played a ton at the link in terms of like, you know, you don't play AFC East teams every year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I think the Eagles lose this game, but it's okay because the Eagles will obviously beat them in Super Bowl 54. <laughs> That'll be 54. That's right. That's right. So the Eagles will be 6-4 and four at this point. I think the Eagles win this football game, oh, BLG. I'm, I'm predicting an Eagles victory over New England Why? here. I, I think, Why do they win? I think Doug Peterson has Bill Belichick's number. I, I, I think Doug Peterson knows how to beat Bill Belichick. I think we saw that in the Super Bowl. And listen, I'm predicting a big season for Carson Wentz this year. I really feel like Carson Wentz is going to have a big season. And if he's going to have the type of season that I think he's going to have, I think this is this is a kind of signature win for him. Take on Tom Brady at home in his stadium and beat the legend. Take the legend down. I think we see a, a an extremely strong game from Carson Wentz here. I think I think Doug Peterson knows how to scheme against the Patriots, and I think the Eagles beat the Patriots at home and run their record to seven and three here at BLG nice. after after week eleven. Um, my level of confidence in that pick is 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 iffy. I'll <laughs> be honest with you, but <laughs> I I'm just uh, I don't feel good picking against the Eagles against the Patriots in that in that football game. Um, however, we move to week 12 and they get the Seattle Seahawks uh, at home for, again, another Sunday night football game. I do not have the Eagles doing very well on Sunday night football here this year. This is their third Sunday night football game of the season uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson and his new mega contract coming into Lincoln Financial Field. Obviously, it's easier to play the Seahawks when you're not playing in Seattle, but Russell Wilson is a major problem, and I see big trouble for the Eagles in this football game. Yeah, like you said, John, if this game was in Seattle, I feel like it wouldn't even be like winnable at all. I give the Eagles some kind of chance here just because it is home, but ultimately, like I don't have them winning. And, it, and it's all Russell Wilson. And you look at what he's done against the Eagles in the past, and now two out of these three games in the past have been at home for him, but he's completed 61% of his attempts for 762 yards, which is 7.7 .7 average. He has six passing touchdowns, and I say passing because I'll get to that in a bit. He has zero interceptions. He has a 104.9 wow. passer rating. 
And that doesn't include his two rushing touchdowns. And he even has a 15 receiving yard touchdown against them that he had in 2016. So this guy has eight touchdowns in three games against the Eagles. Just throw the stats away for a second. When you look back at those games and what Russell Wilson was just doing to the Eagles, like he, to me, Russell Wilson at times is like the most unguardable player in the NFL and like that kind of feels like a basketball thing to say but it's just true like there's just times where you can't guard him like how what are you supposed to do because you send pressure he's going to beat it um he can spin out of sacks he can run around he's going to extend plays it's so frustrating to play him and to me when I watch the Eagles play the Seahawks and I see Russell Wilson play like that, it makes me wonder how the Seahawks ever lose games. Because <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Like, What do you do to defend this guy? Um, I, I just, I, I can't take the Eagles to beat him just because of that. It's like, it's really tough to imagine them just, you know, bottling him up. He, he gives them trouble, especially he's a squirrely player. Like You just can't get to him. He, he's tough to defend. So unfortunately, I have the Eagles dropping to six and five here. Well, I, I have them losing this game as well, um, I, and I just remember that 2017 game, one of the two legitimate losses the Eagles took in that Super Bowl season, and they just couldn't. Russell Wilson was amazing. They had him dead to rights on a number of occasions, and he somehow would make one miraculous play after another. I remember watching Randall Cunningham. Russell Wilson is a more controlled run, Randall Cunningham a more talented Randall Cunningham, as somebody a, a more of a winning quarterback, but can make the same kind of unbelievable magician plays that, that Randall always used to make. But Russell does it within the within the framework of the offense. It's really crazy. And yeah, I just did this is after coming off a New England Patriots win as I have it here. I, I think this is an easy an easy loss. I have the Eagles losing all three of their Sunday night football games here as I'm as I'm doing this, which I didn't quite realize when I got started here. But um, these are all these, these are all in my opinion tough matchups for the eagles where they fall on the schedule but i have them already at uh, seven and three so this would drop them to seven and four on the season for me as we move into what i think we would both consider the home stretch of this schedule blg and these last five games this should be an opportunity for the eagles to to get well they um they have uh, the miami dolphins here in week 13 they go down to miami for a sunday afternoon game and then they get four straight divisional opponents to finish off the schedule but starting off with week 13 at miami the dolphins stink this might be a team that's actually tanking in the nfl and so i think this is i think this is an easy win and runs their record to eight and four how about you yeah, this stretch here from miami to you know these next one two three four five games like this is a really good opportunity for the eagles here like to me if you're looking at the season as a whole and like conceptually they kind of just have to weather the storm like they just kind of gotta like be still alive find them like just fight to be alive by week 13 because if you are i mean you could go on a run here and be playing your best football going into the playoffs so that's one thing i do like about this eagle schedule you might not want to say it's easy, but I, I I think that's an awesome opportunity to have there at the end of the year to kind of just have this like nice stretch of games to say like, hey, we can make a run here, even if things aren't looking great for us at a certain point. Like we can go on a run and get hot right at the right time. So I do like that about the Eagles schedule. And yes, to get it started off here in Miami, where facing Ryan Fitzpatrick makes me a little nervous, you know, seeing him shred the Eagles defense last year, <laughs> yeah. and he can get hot at times, but. I mean, maybe he's not even starting at this point late in the season. He's clearly like a bridge guy there. Maybe the Dolphins, I don't know, draft a quarterback this year, and maybe the young guy is playing by that point. Or maybe they're 
they kind of just bench Fitzpatrick because he's been struggling or whatever, and they're trying to lose. So maybe they're, they're just throwing whoever in there at that point. And there's going to be a ton of Eagles fans at this game, obviously. It's one of their better road trips on the season. You know, a nice, warm Miami weather game in December will certainly have Eagles fans flocking to South Beach. So um, this is really like the Eagles' least anticipated matchup, I think, of the entire season on their schedule. And you can say it's a trap game. I don't really think so, especially coming off that Seattle game potentially being a loss. Uh, I think this is kind of a get right game for the Eagles here. And I had them, what, at uh, five and one at one point, but now they're mm-hmm. only six and five. But I have them go into seven and five here with the win. And I have them moving to eight and four with a victory here as well. All right, so BLG, as we mentioned, now we got four straight divisional opponents as we get into week 14 here. Uh, the Eagles will take on the New York Giants at home on Monday Night Football. Week 14 rolling around, and the Eagles still haven't played the Giants, but they're going to get them in week 14 here and then again at week 17. The Giants, how awful are they going to be this year? I mean, who's another season of Eli Manning? Another season of, I mean, Saquon Barkley's a great player, but now no, Pla- no, no, no Plaxico Burris. Yeah, he's definitely not playing. Yep. But uh, no Odell Beckham Jr. I, I, what, are, what are the Giants doing? The Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to sweep the Giants this year. I'm, I'm totally convinced of that. But um, as far as uh, Week 14 is concerned, taking on the Giants at home, I guess the question is, how much will they win by? <laughs> Look, the Eagles own the Giants. We know this, right? I mean, they are what? I think they're like 18-4 and four in their last 22, I believe, something like That's that. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. like they just they <laughs> own them. There's a stat out there that I've referenced before. Donovan McNabb has just as many wins in the last two 22 Eagles versus Giants games as Eli Manning does. Donovan McNabb is oh 4-0 in the last 22 Eagles versus Giants games, where Eli Manning is 4-18. So I don't know why anyone is taking a 30-year-old washed-up Eli Manning to beat the Eagles, especially losing Odell Beckham Jr., one of his best weapons. You know, I know they still have Saquon, but they also still have Pat Shermer. Again, just one of the worst head coaches in the league, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Like, why is anyone predicting the Giants to beat the Eagles? I just, I don't see it, especially the Eagles being at home in prime time uh, and probably needing this win, you know, going down the stretch. So the desperation is going to be there for the Eagles, much more so than the Giants. And John, this is a special game for the Eagles, the opportunity here, because right now the Eagles and Giants, their all-time record is tied at 86 86 and two and it hasn't been tied oh wow since the series started at zero zero back in 1933 and so if the eagles win this game for the first time in nfl history they will be ahead of the giants in their series all-time series which might not mean wow. a whole lot to anyone but i like it i think it's cool and i think it kind of just really illustrates how much the eagles have dominated the giants over these past many years now because for a while, you know, the Giants were had a comfortable lead in that series. And the fact that the Eagles can overtake it, uh, I like that a lot. And I think that's going to be the game where it happens. And that'll be fun to think about coming out of that game. So I have the Eagles advancing here to eight and five. OK, and I have the Eagles at nine and four after this game against uh, the New York Giants at home. Week 15 at the Washington Redskins, a Sunday afternoon, one o'clock game. BLG, I'm going to pick the Eagles to lose this football game. And it's it's because mm. I think that I just don't I don't think they're going to go 5 and 1 against the division this year. 
there's probably another division loss in the mix here someplace. Coming into this game with a, a, a nine and a nine and what I say a nine and four record at this point. Yeah. This is a tough spot. Playing in Washington sometimes is is easy. It really is going to kind of depend on on how competitive uh, Washington is at this point in the season. But you know, I think there's going to be a weird loss somewhere here amongst these these last four. And I guess you could pinpoint that Cowboys game as as the one game out of the four that they're most likely to lose. But I don't think they're going to get swept by the Cowboys again this season. So of all these different games, they're not losing to the Giants. I don't think they're losing Week 16 to the Cowboys. So I'm going to take the Washington Redskins. I don't have a great reason for picking them to lose here. Um, but it just there are a few games in the schedule every year where a loss pops up that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that's not a very... It's not a very logical way to make a prediction, but um, I'm doing it anyway. I have the Eagles losing in Washington uh, against the Redskins here in Week 15 and uh, moving to 9-5 and five on the season. I don't think it's crazy, just because going back to what I was saying back in Week 1, I think Washington can be competitive to some extent. Keenum isn't very good at all, but like, you know, he's he's had moments over the past. Like, he's had games he can win. There are worse quarterbacks out there, I suppose. And I think Jay Gruden is a decent coach, like at least average, solid. Like there's there's much worse worse coaches to me than Jay Gruden. And with that in mind, you know, maybe it's a game where they kind of just like Washington kind of just hangs around and the Eagles kind of fail to put them away and Washington ultimately just gets a good bounce or something like that happens. Like I think that's kind of the format for the Eagles losing to Washington somehow or just going in there and not really showing up. But People who will be showing up to this game, John, are Eagles fans. We know that Eagles fans take oh, over yeah. FedEx Field. And that, to me, is part of the reason why I have to give the Eagles the win here. Because the fans are going to be there. They're going to be juiced up. They're going to need this game a lot more, the Eagles, that is, than Washington. And I think that's going to reflect itself. And we saw the Eagles take over the stadium last year in Week 17. And I think that gave the Eagles a boost, really, in that game. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. I think they're going to have a nice run a a nice showing of Eagles fans in that crowd and it's going to give them the energy or at least it'll help give them energy to keep rolling here and advance to nine and five I just think you know the Washington ultimately isn't good enough to hang with the Eagles even if they can kind of keep it close a little bit uh I just the Eagles come out on top and again nine and five all right, so we both have the Eagles at 9-5 and five at this point. They've taken uh, different paths to get there, but uh, let's just kind of lump these last two games in here together, Week 16 and 17, Dallas Cowboys at home, and then finishing off the season at the New York Giants. I think we all, I think you and I both agree they're going to beat the Giants um, in New York no matter what last week of the season. This, this Dallas game obviously could decide the division, BLG. This could be the game that decides who wins the NFC East, depending on what the Cowboys do in their, in their part of the schedule. But um, they had already lost. The Eagles had already lost earlier in the season in Dallas. And like I said, I don't see them losing four straight to the Cowboys going back to last year. I think the Eagles will win this football game at home. It's going to be a crazy, mad crowd. There, there's no way, especially if Carson Wentz is playing as well as I think and hope he'll play, I think there's no way they lose this football game to the Cowboys at home, especially given how they lost to the Cowboys at home last year. The Cowboys just smoked them last year for, for most of that game, and so I, I think that uh, the Eagles will come back, get a much-needed victory here at the end of the season that will probably end up clinching the NFC East for them, and then by after beating the Giants' final week of the season, I have the Eagles finishing at 11-5. and John, are you ready for me to make you nervous? Oh, no. Ever since 44 to 6 happened, I'm sure you all remember that game very fondly, in 2008, Cowboys are 8 and 2 at Lincoln Financial Field. 8 and 2. 
That's not good. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Eagles do not play at home against the Cowboys. And now, in fairness, two of those Cowboys wins were in Week 17 games in which the Eagles are resting starters. So they weren't trying to win two of those games. Uh, that kind of evens out a little bit because, you know, the Eagles beat the Cowboys in Week six or week 17 back during the 2016 season where they did not try to win at all. So ultimately, the Cowboys have played the Eagles tough. I'm sorry to disappoint, John, but I'm actually going to take not. the Eagles to win here. Oh uh, my gosh, you, you had me curve. for a minute. And it's going to be it's going to be a tough game though. It's going to go down to the wire as these games often do, and I can just see it now. I'm already envisioning this December All this 22. special things happen when you do this. I know. Yeah. This December 22 night, this cold Christmas is on the horizon. Uh it's, you know, it's it's a Hotly contested game. There's a lot of bad blood going on heading into this game. It's for the division. And Dak Prescott, he's in the red zone late in the game. He is looking to throw. He's dropping back. He's looking. He's looking. He throws. And he's picked off. I don't know by who. But he's picked <laughs> off by someone. And it is Lido Shepard redux all over again. Oh, Six to nice. the house. The Eagles win the division. It'll be awesome. That's what I have. So they, I have the Eagles winning that game, winning the division. At it'll be ten and five. And then as for Week Seventeen, it's just kind of like too hard to know in terms of like I, I totally depends. I think where they are in uh, playoff seating because that game could potentially be meaningless for the Eagles. Although you know what, I bet you if the Eagles rest their starters, I still think I, they might be able to beat the Giants. Still, like I think if Nate Sudfeld's in there, like why can't he beat Eli Manning? Like why not? Why not? Yeah, um, sure. I mean, Pat Shermer is the master of the meaningless Week 17 game to ruin draft position, so I have to consider that. But um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win that game because even if they do need to win, and let's say they do for the sake of playoff positioning for some reason, I think they will. And so ultimately, I have them finishing at 11-5. and five. All right, so BLG and I both have the Eagles going 11-5. and five. I think we both have them winning the NFC East, uh, but obviously uh, I reserve the right to change my picks um, as the season goes along. <laughs> Don't hold me to these because um, as I went through them, uh, I, I have a reasonable level of confidence in all of them, but the, the, the winds of change uh, might uh, also change my, change my picks a little bit. But 11-5 and five feels about right with this football team and the schedule uh, that they have in front of them. I think it's a tough schedule. I think this is a really good football team. But a really tough schedule, and even with a really tough schedule, I think they go 11-5 and five this season, as does BLG. We're going to take another real quick break. When we come back, we're going to just uh, spend a couple of minutes uh, with some final thoughts about the draft as we, again, are just a week away, and some uh, quick thoughts on uh, Russell Wilson's new contract and what that could mean for Carson Wentz. We'll do that up next right here on BGN Radio. And we're back on BGN Radio. So, BLG, in the couple minutes uh, we have left here, let's just uh, just a couple of quick thoughts about the draft as we are a week away. Um, there seems to be a lot of rumblings getting louder about a wide receiver at number 25. I know you and I have talked about that a little bit. We've heard uh, Kisten Solak talk about that a little bit. The Eagles have had a lot of different uh, big slot wide receiver types visit. We've seen... Hollywood Brown mocked to the Eagles in a number of different mock drafts out there. There seems to be some smoke to this, and I'm trying to figure out why and how and what for, and it's not making any sense to me. Yeah, so I guess you could look at the long-term view and say that, you know, Austin Jeffrey is 29. You know, his contract is winding down. Not He's not going to be a free agent anytime. He's going to be a free agent, I think, after 2021, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's getting older, so you kinda you're monitoring that. You also have to consider that Deshaun Jackson is essentially on a two year deal, uh, is what his three year extension 
like realistically comes out to uh, Alshon is free agent after 2022. Okay, so he's still here, but you know if, if they need to save money in future seasons and Alshon isn't as productive, you know he's a guy who could potentially be cut. Uh, hopefully not, because I like Alshon. You just you have to think about that. Um, you have to think about Nelson Aguilar, who is to me is very clearly not going to be back after this season. Like I think that's pretty clear at this point. The Eagles are looking this hard at wide receivers, and there's this kind of buzz. I mean, to me, that kind of tells me if they're not looking to replace him now, which I think is also still possible. Like, I don't think it's crazy that they try to trade him at some point. At the very least, I don't think he's back in 2020. And I think that's kind of partially what the Eagles are thinking with some of these wide receivers they brought in. They're not necessarily guys who have to be slot players their entire career, but they could play in there. And I think maybe that's the kind of the goal where like, okay, we bring this guy in. He can either supplant Nelson Aguilar now or next year. And then eventually at some point, let's say like when Alshon isn't you know reliable anymore, then eventually down the road, he could take over as a starter on the outside as well. So I think that's kind of part of what the thinking here is. I think also just, you know, there's been some buzz around Hollywood Brown. That kind of goes back to what we were saying last year, John, in that, you know, the Eagles just lacked explosion. It hurt to watch them play offense because there was just no, it wasn't fun. Like there was no one who was making guys miss. There's no one who's just like burning guys down the field. Like everything they did offensively, or at least a lot of things they did offensively was so manufactured and forced. And it just, it didn't come easy by any means. If the Eagles are looking to add more explosive parts to their team, I almost think that's kind of like a, not even so much a position by position theory as much as like an overall thing like an overall goal of like hey we need to get more dynamic and explosive and i hope that's what the eagles are planning to do ultimately whether how they do that is remains to be seen and could be debated but like they need to get more dangerous basically offensively like they're not gonna hesitate to give carson wentz more weapons because that's someone who needs to succeed for them in order for this team to go far so if you can give carson wentz you know another piece to make him even better i'm all for it and and honestly I think this wide receiver class has some pretty good talent in it. Like there's there's guys to be had here that you can feel pretty good about it. I don't think it necessarily has to be at 25 in round one. The first two days, I think we could see them go wide receiver and get a guy who I don't think the Eagles, if they have their way, want that guy to have this huge role immediately because they've talked a lot about how they feel like wide receiver is a position that takes time to learn and really develop in the NFL. So I don't think they're their intention is to like, okay, we're just going to draft a guy and now he's going to be this huge part of our offense. But I think the thinking is he can at least be some kind of role player and be another weapon for Doug Peterson to have at his disposal. And it would not shock me if we see wide receiver early-ish. And Michael Kist had a good post on Bleeding Green Nation about that, by the way, and you should all go read that if you have not. And real quick, uh, the Carson Wentz uh, contract that we all think could happen before the start of the 2019 season, you would think that it could be affected by the deal Russell Wilson just signed, a four-year, $140 million deal, $107 million of that guaranteed with a $65 million signing bonus. That is just an unbelievable amount of money, $35 million average annual value on that one. Carson Wentz, obviously, is coming off uh, two seasons in which they were shortened by injuries, and he didn't look great for some of last year, and we're hearing about the back injury this week from him, and, and Still not. I don't know that he's sure that he's going to be ready for OTAs. He he's asked if he'll be ready for OTAs, and he said that's the goal. That's not yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so, he's he's still not sure. And given all of that, I would still give Carson Wentz a big contract right now, BLG. But do you think this Russell Wilson deal has any kind of effect on what kind of numbers the Eagles and Carson Wentz might be throwing around? And would you still feel still feel comfortable giving him a big deal right now? 
it's definitely going to have an impact. I mean, you look back at how quarterback contracts have increased over these past three years and even these past two years, and they're just going up and up and up and up. And they will because the salary cap keeps going up. So they should be making more. It is not going to be cheap to re-sign Carson Wentz. Now, you know, there's some things that you have to consider when you're signing him. Like, this isn't a situation where, at least in my view, like the Eagles know what they're doing here. Like, it's not like they don't know Carson Wentz is hurt. And that's something they're absolutely going to be bringing to the table when it's time to negotiate. They're going to be like, hey, you know, like, you know, we love Carson, but he's had some injury issues. So we have to do something here that gives us some kind of protection. You know, we need, like, you, you know, it has to be fair. Like, you want this negotiation to be fair. And I think, you know, they have the case. They can point out his injury history. So I don't know how that manifests itself in the deal. But ultimately, you know, when you're talking about, like, should the Eagles extend Carson Wentz or not? And, you know, do you want to wait, whatever? Like, what's the downside? Right. Like, why would you want to wait? Because you want to see if he doesn't get hurt. OK, so if he gets hurt, he's not your quarterback anymore. I'm pretty sure he still is, you know, unless it's like an Alex Smith yeah. situation. Yeah. And like, what's the risk if he does get hurt? Again, if it's barring like some kind of bizarre Alex Smith situation, which is not the norm, like, you know, for you can say Carson Wentz is injury prone, but like that's a totally different thing. Like for him to just potentially be at the rest of his career, like that's a little excessive. You can't reasonably expect that. Um, so putting that extreme example aside, what's the worst that can happen? To me, in my mind, NFL contracts are like so easy to get out of. They just are like they're, you know, we always see like five year deal, four year deal. But in almost all cases, for the most part, they're really like two or three year deals. I just don't see the situation that I feel like people are envisioning where the Eagles sign Carson Wentz and now they're just like stuck with him for five years. Like that's not that's just not the situation. Like that's not how it works. So I don't really get the the downside so much there. I would be wanting to resign him. And again, we've talked about it, John. I think the hesitancy is on Carson's side, and it should be because he could he could feel awesome about himself. He could be feeling like I'm going to have a, a great off season, I'm going to get healthy, and I'm going to kill it in 2019. And then they're going to have to pay me even more than they would have if I signed a deal now. And so for him to have that mentality, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing. And now a couple of things worth noting about Carson Wentz is that um, I think May 2nd, I believe is the deadline for the Eagles to pick up his fifth-year option. So we can probably expect them to do that here pretty soon because it's not guaranteed except for injury. So there's no reason really not to pick it up for 2020. So they'll be, probably be doing that here soon. And about the back injury, I I wouldn't be super alarmed about that just because it's fair to be concerned. I'm not going to say you shouldn't have any level of concern. It's the starting quarterback. But the reason why I wouldn't be super alarmed is because like when Adam Schefter had a report back in January that Carson Wentz, was going to be ready for OTAs or the offseason program. The phrasing he used in that post was like, he'll be ready if the Eagles want him to. That to me, like, left that door open a little bit that he might not be 100%, and the Eagles might just want to be extra cautious with him. So maybe I'm allowing myself to be naive here, but I'm going to say that, you know, this isn't like totally out of the plan. Like, this isn't like a total setback. I know people want to look back to Doug Peterson's comment about how, you know, it was only going to take three months, but you have to consider, like, when Doug Peterson said that, like, he didn't have a calendar in front of him. Like, he kind of just, like, threw that off the cuff. Like, he said that out there. Right, Like right, right. He, That wasn't, like, a hard and fast deadline that he threw out there. So um, I just think you have to keep that in mind. And really, I guess it's only been four. So, like, you're kind of like, okay, three or four. You know, like, there's some gray area there is my point. So uh, we still have about a month. I think OTAs begin a little bit over a month. So I think OTAs begin on the 21st. So we still have time here. I mean, if Carson Wentz is out there on day one of OTAs, then this conversation we're having right now is like moot. 
in doubt or in doubt. Right. So like, right. it's too way too early to panic by any means. I would love for them to sign him. I would say that maybe it gets done even in like June. Cause I just think back to when the Eagles resigned Fletcher Cox and there was kind of like all this consternation about, Oh no, they're not going to do it. And that was back in 2016. And all of a sudden, I think it was kind of after uh, minicamp ended, they signed him to a big deal. So remember, I was on vacation. So naturally, I believe they're going to do that this year when I'm also on vacation <laughs> once again, because that's naturally how it will work. So uh, that's kind of yeah. my unofficial prediction. All right. No, I, I And I like the way that sounds. I agree 100%. Sign Carson Wentz. Make him make him your guy. But I agree. I think the reticence is on, is on Wentz's side right now because he knows his bargaining position is probably at its lowest, although... I also think if the Eagles offer him a $100 million deal or with uh, 30 some odd million dollars a year guaranteed or, you know, what, what what kind of number do you think we're looking at here? Real quick, BLG, is, are we talking about like a $30 million a year average annual value? Are we talking about uh, the enough guaranteed money, more guaranteed money than, than like Kirk Cousins got? Are we talking like $100 million in guaranteed cash? Yeah, I think so. I think it's heading that way. I mean, if, if Russ is getting 35, you know, Carson is not going to be settling too much less for that. And look, you know, something that I think we don't consider enough in general as fans is that there's pressure on these players to get big deals like from the players union because the players want to get yep. paid as a whole. And same thing from the agents like the agent. Look, agents make their money off of what the players get. So the, so the agent doesn't want the player taking this huge discount because then they're getting less money. So there's a lot of pressure. It's not just the player. You, know, you can't just be naive and be like, well, Carson loves it here. So he's going to take a lot less money. I mean, I think he'll do enough to where he's not like squeezing every dollar out of the team in, in the sense of like he's going to test the market like Cousins did ultimately. But you know, he's, he's going to get his, and I think he deserves his ultimately. And, you know, you don't want to be the team that screws up your quarterback situation like Washington did, like that, cause that was really dumb. And now look where they are because they did that. Yeah. Not that Cousins was the perfect answer, but still, I mean, they, they screwed up someone they had that they should have been able to keep. And if they signed him at the time when they should have, he would have been on a pretty fair deal you know, instead of what he's making now with the Vikings. So, uh, you don't want to be that team that botches this thing. Getting the quarterback is the hard part. Resigning them should be the easy part, ultimately, and hopefully they find a way to get it done. Again, like you said just now, John, maybe it's a situation where, yeah, Carson wants to wait, but you kind of have to be a little bit aggressive and give him a number that he'll take now because that number he'll take now will likely be ultimately cheaper than it would be if they have to wait into next year. Well, BLG, this is a marathon edition of uh, BGN Radio, but it's only fitting. You got the schedule release, you got draft stuff. Uh, I mean, it's it's there's a, just a, a chock full of uh, information here on episode number forty six. Uh, but as we are just a week away from the NFL draft, as we record this, any final thoughts for the kids before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the season. Uh, I've said it before, I think, but just you know, compared to last year. It was just such a, a grind, like coming off of the Super Bowl. And it just felt like there was never really a time to like catch our breaths collectively. And it really just felt like the 2017 season ran right into the 2018 season. It was all just one big thing. This year feels different to me. You know, they're going into this season with a new excitement, a new energy. You know, you're getting Carson Wentz back, hopefully fully healthy. And that's really exciting. Just thinking back to what he did in 2017 and the possibility he can do that again. So it should be fun. And, you know, the draft is another opportunity here for the Eagles to do some exciting stuff and build on the talent they already have. So it's an exciting time to be an Eagles fan all around. And we always appreciate you for tuning in here to BGN Radio. And we appreciate you leaving those five-star ratings reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, we love the support. It's been awesome. 
So make sure you continue to do that. Make sure you follow along with BleedingGreenNation.com. Obviously, for NFL Draft Week, we will have a ton of content and coverage there for you, all breaking everything down. We will have draft podcasts as well with Michael Kist and John Stolness and myself and whoever and Ben. Uh, we'll figure it out. So stay tuned for all of that. And as always, thank you for listening to BGN Radio. That's right. This is the place for your draft coverage. So again, like like BLG just said, check out the website, check out the podcast. We will have you covered uh, in the week leading up to the draft and for the draft itself. That'll do it for episode number 46 of BGN Radio. Again, don't forget to follow Brandon on Twitter if you don't already, at Brandon Gowton. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you all next time right here on BGN Radio. Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got to up price on y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. Frozen. A6 all the hate. I won't get a ball today. Got lost in the ball and days. I'm flipping the balls and flipping the balls. BGN.